0: Wow. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It is an absolute joy to be with family today. And um, when I was uh, planning to come through and uh, Pastor Bill kind of shared all that's happening here. And I I said, you know, Bill, I just love to be with uh, the C3 uh, North family on Thanksgiving. You guys have been uh, so faithful to uh, support us over many years. Uh, We're with an organization called uh, Next Level International. And as Pastor Bill said, we've been involved in in uh, training leaders and helping to start new churches all throughout Eastern Europe, particularly the uh, former Soviet Union is kind of where my heart is at. And you have been with us on that journey for about 18 years. I'm in the 18th year of my three-year commitment. (laughs) Sometimes I think Jesus kind of tricks us a little bit. (laughs) And so I always want to come back and just... Uh, give a huge thanks to C3 North and uh, share. I'll share a little report of uh, what the Lord's doing because you have been sewing into not only supporting us but sewing into some projects. Want to give you a quick update today, and then I've got a word to share. And you're not going to believe it, but the word is about giving thanks. Can you imagine <laughs> on Thanksgiving? I know, I know. <laughs> I just wow. <laughs> Can you imagine me finding out this morning that it's Thanksgiving? <laughs> like wow. Um, But before I do, I want to say a couple congratulations to you. Number one, first of all, congratulations on an amazing harvest offering, or whatever you're calling that. Like, you need to give yourselves a hand. Come on. Like, spirit of generosity on the house. I think you doubled your, your goal, and so that is awesome. And I believe that's indicative of what God wants to do in the house. And the second congratulations is you've had a baby. Yeah. From one who loves to see new churches established, I'm so thrilled that you guys have started a new church in Strathmore. A a healthy church should have babies. So this is a healthy church. And it's probably, uh, should I prophesy this? Maybe the first of many. First of many. (laughs) Well, first of several. How about that? (laughs) But, you know... As a parent, I know that having children is one of the most unselfish things that you can do, because uh, parents, or are, are, are being a parent and having children, I mean, it brings a lot of joy, but it is a lot of work, it costs a bit of money, but I'll tell you what, the, the rewards are just so incredible. And so again, I want to congratulate you on giving birth to a new church in, uh, in Strathmore, and I... Uh, as I was getting ready this morning and saying, Lord, what do, you, what do you want to say? You know, the scripture says that when we give, it will be given to us a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over and poured into our lap. And you know, as you have sown into Strathmore, I believe there is breakthrough coming for you guys in the Northeast. We prophesy breakthrough in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That this place will be filled many times on a Sunday. That's not just rhetoric. When we give, God gives to us. And Bill, I sense, what I sense this morning is that there's going to be many healings that are going to happen out in people's homes as you guys just go and... Bless the community and let them know you're here. You're going to be praying for people. You're going to see healings in people's homes. And many people are going to come and experience the life of Jesus Christ. I declare that. I prophesy that. Father, I declare that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you're going to do that. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come and your will be done here in Northeast Calgary. Lord, let, the, uh, let your kingdom, which is represented by righteousness, peace, and joy, let people experience that in this house and even when they come into contact with us, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Amen. Well, let me give you a real quick report. I know it's Thanksgiving. We don't want to take a lot of time talking about uh, missions, but uh, again, so grateful for all of your support and tell you a little bit of what we've been doing. So I always remind everyone that when we think of Europe, we go. Is, is Europe a mission field? Yeah, unfortunately, it's the new dark continent. You know, places in Africa and Asia that we often think of as as uh, missions. Those Nations, many nations are like been, have 50% or more uh, born-again believers, and, and Europe is a, a bit of a spiritual wasteland, and that's why we go and that's why we start uh, churches all throughout Europe. For me, again, I spend most of my time in that uh, big green area up there in, in the nation of Russia, and uh, in a couple minutes, I'm going to tell you about that uh, city called Novokuznetsk and a region of that city called Tchilina. Let's say that together, Tchilina, very good. And that's the red star where the mother church is. Those yellow stars represent many, many churches that have already been established, just some of the ones that have been established. And three weeks ago, I was in that, in that red circle there, that's Ukraine, and that blue star is the area of southern Ukraine, just north of the Crimean border where there's been uh, some conflict in the last few years. So, it's been a little while since I was in Ukraine, and uh, this is my uh, friend Jim, or my colleague, actually. I talked about him the last time I was here. I told a story about how the Spirit of God came on him. And uh, God did some unusual things. And this guy, he's 73 years of age. And while other people are wanting to retire and kick back, Jim just wants to change nations, wants to bring the kingdom of God. So no retirement in the kingdom of God. (laughs) Anyway, this is a funny-looking picture, but this, this is actually a memorial that was built by a church there for many... Uh, fathers and uncles and grandfathers who were persecuted and imprisoned for their faith and many of them even martyred. Uh, Most of these I think were martyred and uh, uh, they grew up under communism during the time of the Soviet Union and um, that's what originally compelled me to go to this region, and so there's still lots of work to be done. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 35 to 37, don't say four more months, and then the harvest. He said, I tell you, the harvest is ripe. We declare that over northeast Calgary. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe in Jesus' name. And he said, "Um, I've sent you to reap where you've not sown. Others have done the hard work. And these martyrs, these people who cried out to God during the time of communism and gave their lives, you know, it's basically, we're building on their foundation as we go uh, throughout Ukraine and Russia and other nations, and it was just a really good reminder really good reminder. This gentleman over here on the far left, his name is Pastor Vladimir. Grew up during the days of the Soviet Union. He shared amazing stories with us of how he and his family were persecuted and ostracized for their faith in God and we met so many people on this trip. And it was just like the Lord reminding us why we're there, why we still go. And you've had a huge part in that and I just want to say again a huge huge thank you for for all the work that we've been able to accomplish there the Pastor Vladimir, he was so encouraged that day, and we did. Uh, we went around. We did. Uh, oh, this is a, a church building that's being built in a in a small town, and we're believing that's going to be a community center. We're telling people we don't want just people in church on a Sunday morning. We want to see them filling the building all week long. We, we talk about community centers or life centers, and. Um, we, uh, uh, Jim has done a great job of uh, getting into the schools there and has great, great favor. This is an orphanage that we had the freedom just to bring the gospel and share the love of God. Just amazing. And we encourage lots of churches with uh, kingdom advancement seminars and talking about how God wants to use just you and I, just normal people, to bring his healing power and of course, Jesus did heal a number of people uh, during the seminars and outside of the seminars. There was one lady who was pretty much blind. She was not able to see much anymore, than just a bit of light. And after prayer for her, she was so excited because she could read her mobile phone again. And so that was, that was cool. <laughs> You want to be able to read your mobile phone, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, backs that were healed and, and shoulders. Uh, Bill, you, you uh, gave a word of knowledge this morning. For someone God's going to heal someone with a shoulder this morning. Jim, my friend Jim, was praying for a, uh, a guy that had a frozen shoulder. His shoulder didn't work. And he prayed for him and he said, now sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen right away. And, and you know, it could happen maybe at the middle of the night. And the guy goes, what do you mean? He says, I'm healed. I'm healed. <laughs> the, the pain is gone. <laughs> I go, all right. He had more faith than we did. <laughs> so it's so cool serving serving God. So God healed people and he even healed a chair. We, we were staying with this uh, lady and and she uh, fed for us, and her favorite chair got broken, and so we fixed her chair so missions <laughs> yeah, didn 't even pray. I used a hammer actually. <laughs> it was the hammer of the Lord <laughs> but look she's so she 's so happy because it was her favorite chair, and we got it fixed, so you can do a lot of different things in missions so anyway let 's go to Russia now and uh Again, I've shared some of these stories with you in the past, but this is the, uh, this is the couple that we support out there. This is the Banshee family, the people that I work with the most uh, closest. And uh, they're just delightful leaders. They have been uh, leading a church there for over 25 years, have built it up to over 1,000 people, planted many others, raised up a huge drug and alcohol program. And it's always so exciting to see the stories of lives transformed the very first person who was their first leader of the drug and alcohol uh, or the Teen Challenge style program was a former mafia hitman <laughs> who got, got, God saved him and transformed his life. And, and so they have a big vision. They want to plant 200 churches, and we're kind of well on our way. We've got lots to do yet. And this is an example of one class that we were training. Many of those will go on to be involved in starting new churches, and um, I've mentioned this guy in the past, but uh, this is Dennis and Olya. They moved to a city called Volgograd, which was formerly Stalingrad. You might remember that name. And a uh, very famous city. And so anyway, you can see that in the photo there, we encourage our church planters to engage with their communities. So it's not, again, about getting people just into a building on a Sunday, right? We want to get the church into the community, right? Right? Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And uh, I've mentioned this couple in the past as well, but I want to, I've got some more cool photos here. So this is Vadim and Ksenia, and they had a dream to incorporate um, church planting or or, or, uh, exercise programs into evangelism and to see a new church established. And so they came up with this idea of a total fit ministry, total fit church. And it's kind of based like on CrossFit, you know, where they do this really hard workout. And uh, they come and, and they, uh, they do all these exercises. But then at the end, they sit through about a 10 or 15-minute Bible lesson. Right? Can you believe it? And they pay. They pay to come and hear the gospel. Like, can you believe it? And people are coming to faith through that. And what they love, there's even some atheists in the group there. And they just love to come because they love the community. They do, they do things together, they have some social events, and they, 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 go, they feel something. They go, wow, this is really, really good. And so anyway, the, the uh, couple I want to share with you about, I've talked to the, about these guys before, but I want to share a little bit this morning because you have sown into them, into a project in a region of the city called Tachilina, a very, very dark region, very, um, lots of drugs, alcohol, and this young couple, just full of faith, they had a dream to plant a church in a sport gym. Ruslan was a former, um, former uh, boxing coach and phys ed teacher, and so he had a dream to uh, start a church in a sports gym, and so we helped him to do that. Now... I've got a little video I'm gonna show you. This was done about a year and a half ago, and this is this is that that shows about after maybe two and a half years of work what God has done. But then I'm gonna give you another update after that's done. So go ahead and roll that. Hello everyone. My name is Ruslan Volkov. I'm 30 years old. I have a wife and daughter of six months. My wife and I are both missionaries at one of the first locations of our city. This region called Tachilan. We have a dream to bring people the light of peace, give them not only hope for salvation, but also the West China of Life Center. Right now we opened a sports gym. Also, we have total fit trainings when we preach gospel to young people. At the local school we have training of ultimate frisbee and also preach the gospel. We bought a big house for a rehab center, and we helped people who have a problem with drugs and alcohol. And of course, every Sunday we have a meeting, we have a service and worship. Yeah, I should have mentioned that they did that themselves. (laughs) So it wasn't a Hollywood version. And I love some of his English. Preach was P-R-I-T-C-H. Preach the gospel and bring the light of Christ. So anyway, but uh, after... So that that video represented about after two and a half years of them working to grow a new church. And of course, um, you saw that uh, building and we helped them to rent that. Well, you helped to rent uh, that building for about uh, three years where they started this sports gym that you saw in the video. And uh, the idea is to, there's there's just nothing in this area of the city for people to do. And of course that's why they get into drugs and alcohol, and so we wanted to start a life center. Center that would become the center of life in that part of the city. So not just a sports gym, but all kinds of activities for the community. That's the dream. And so we've seen people come to the sports gym. This young lady gave her life to Christ as a result of building relationship with Masha, Ruslan's wife, in the sports gym. And it was really funny because uh, I can't remember if I shared this story last time I was here, but she's coming to the sports gym, and Masha's coaching her. And, and after they build a relationship, one day, Zhenya um, says to Masha, Masha, I've been having this strange, reoccurring dream. I keep seeing myself in a church, but it's not a Russian Orthodox Church. Do you know, can you help me understand that? What she didn't know, of course, is there's a church that meets in that, or met in that building. So anyway, she came one morning when we were there, and she got gloriously saved, and now she's a part part of the church. And, of course, they run the Total Fit Ministry in, in uh, the Life Center as well. In fact, that's where most of the people are coming into the church, is through this Total Fit Ministry. And they do all kinds of other community programs. You saw that in the video. And uh, have a house where they take people right off the street, drug addicts and alcoholics. And, of course, in a beautiful little church has grown up. And so, again, you have been a part of that. Uh, Arlen, you're doing a fantastic job. Did I remember your name correct? Okay, good. So anyway, this is what I want to share with you today, okay? This is the exciting part. This is an update. Since the last time I was here, we've helped them, and you have helped them, to uh, purchase... Um, a, a, a permanent home for the Life Center in Techillin. It's right on the main road. It is a prominent building. It's incredible. It used to be a, a restaurant and a little uh, motel. And so they have uh, uh, developed a uh, great space for the church. And um, I think they use that same, oh, and many, a lot more space now dedicated to the sports gym. They've got another room upstairs that's just for aerobic equipment, and they, they're going to put a mother's room up there, you know, with soft toys, and, and so ladies from the community can come in with their kids and work out and just build relationship and just give opportunity to, to uh, develop relationship and, and minister to them. Of course, they're still running Total Fit in the, uh, in the church meeting area. We've, uh, oh, and lots of young people. Again, this is our dream, right? That young people would have a place to go, a safe place where they can go and experience uh, good, healthy fun, hear about Jesus. So lots of youth clubs happening. That's really exciting. We've uh, made an area for Pastor Ruslan and uh, Masha. So now they're living right in the children now. When everyone else is wanting to leave, they have moved in. Incredible incredible sacrifice, incredible faith. And it's so, it's so great to come alongside people like that. And of course, uh, uh, one of the attractions of this building is there's a little car wash business in it, uh, just a two-bay car wash. And so that's providing income for the church. So we want it to be self-sustaining. It's a very good idea. Very good idea to make it self-sustaining. They've got lots of other ideas for ways to uh, create other small businesses, to engage with the community. And uh, there, you guys have helped to do that. Give yourself a hand. Come on. (laughs) Woo. Beautiful. Beautiful. As Ian Green would say, the devil's making my watch go fast. (laughs) 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 All right. I might push it just a little bit and go to 1135. Would that be okay, would they stone me? Right. <laughs> Father, thank you for the joy of the Lord. Thank you on this Thanksgiving, Father. We thank you for your kingdom, Lord, your righteousness, your peace, and your joy. Let the joy of the Lord fill this place today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, touch us with your word, Lord. Touch us with your word In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, a bit of a, not, not a real exciting title of the message, Give Thanks, but it was the best, the best little picture I could find, so <laughs> give thanks. It's Thanksgiving, and so we're going to give thanks today. And of course, that's what we heard, the scripture that was read at the very beginning. It's interesting, you know, thanks, giving thanks is actually an act of faith. It's, it's one of the greatest acts of faith because, you know, to a, an atheist or an agnostic, someone who doesn't believe in God, they go like, "What well, it doesn't make sense. Who are you giving thanks to? No, no. We give thanks to God for everything, for everything, because the scripture declares every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. That's why we give Thanks. It's because every, every good and perfect gift comes down from our Heavenly Father, the Father of lights. Now, the writer, um, James, in this passage, he uses two different words. He uses the word good and the word perfect. So in the Greek, it's two distinct words. It's the word for good is um, agatha, and the word for perfect is the word teleos, teleos. And I'm no Greek scholar, but he, he chose these two different words, I believe, for a reason. I believe he was led by the Spirit. And that I, I kind of, the way I kind of see it is these two different worlds and two different kinds of gifts represent two different realms. I see good gifts as kind of those that apply in this earthly realm, in this physical realm. And the... The teleos gifts, or the perfect gifts, are those that are, would be more in the spiritual realm. And uh, that's kind of that's the way I see it, kind of my opinion, and I guess since I've got the mic this morning, I guess my opinion counts. <laughs> my opinion is the most important opinion right now. Anyway, let me unpack that and, and, and see if um, you might see it the same way. So the Scripture says that every good gift... Every good gift. And again, I've already mentioned that. I see that as kind of the the gifts in the worldly realm. Now, there's all kinds of scriptures. We already hit a few of them this morning that talk about how we are to constantly be giving thanks to the Lord. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. So if my house catches fire and burns down, I don't say, hey, Lord, thank you that you burned down my house. But Lord, I thank you. I thank you that no one was hurt. I thank you that, 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 Lord, the insurance will cover it all. There's always everything that in every, situ, in every situation. We can always find things to give God thanks for. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.6, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, So this whole Thanksgiving thing, as Pastor Bill said earlier, is not just something we're supposed to do on a specific day called Thanksgiving. It's something that is to be a continuous part of the lives, of our lives as believers. But have you ever noticed it's not something that comes natural? You ever notice that? I mean, even, uh, you know, as, as our children are born and they grow up and they begin to talk. You know, the first word that comes out of their mouth is not, thank you, mommy. <laughs> it's more like, no, or mine. <laughs> and we actually have to teach our children to be thankful. How many of mothers and fathers here have ever had to say this to your children? What do you say? What do you say? Oh, yeah, thanks. Please. Like, we have to... Train our children to be thankful. And the um, sad thing is is sometimes we're kind of like big kids. Sometimes we don't have the most grateful hearts. And I'll just be transparent and honest. There are times when things get under my skin and I get agitated, and afterwards I go, "Oh my goodness, that was nothing." That was nothing. We can, we can become a bit spoiled. We take things for granted. In fact, it's it's kind of a funny thing that sometimes we want to love our children so much and we want to give them stuff. We want to give them stuff and we actually sometimes can even damage them by spoiling them. I read a news article just a couple weeks ago about uh, um, some uh, young rich kid who, um, you know, his father was uber wealthy and uh, uh, he wanted, uh, his father was going to buy him a car for his birthday and uh, he bought him a beautiful BMW, but the kid was angry because he wanted a Jaguar. And so he drove it into the river because he was, he was mad. <laughs> can you believe it? Like how, how spoiled is that? How ugly is that? And yet sometimes there's a little bit of ugliness that can come out of us as we forget to give thanks. We can be a bit spoiled and, and take things for granted. And we have to train ourselves. We have to remind ourselves to be thankful. That's why it's great to have a day set aside to be thankful, to give thanks. But it would be good if every day was Thanksgiving Day. I mean, in the Old Testament, God knew that, he, that his people needed to be reminded, that to be thankful, they actually had a, a Thanksgiving festival, much like we do, uh, and they would give thank offerings of course, in the communion service that we celebrate regularly, we, we are reminded, we're reminded of what Jesus did for us. The Lord knows that our memories are a little short at times, and we need to be reminded to, to give thanks, to give thanks. A few years ago, my son Daniel, I've got three children, and two of my sons are living here in Calgary. Our daughter is... Uh, married, and she's living with us over in, uh, in England, and uh, my youngest son, Daniel, he was about, oh, maybe nine years old, and um, one day we were watching this video, it was just a YouTube video, and some of you may have seen it, it was a story about a man, I, f- I forgot his name now, but he was a retired army colonel, a strong guy, and he had a son who had se- severe case of cerebral palsy, and this man loved this son. And so he had a dream that he wanted to run a, 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 a triathlon, not, a, not the 30-mile one, but the, I think it was a five-mile triathlon with his son. And so he trained, and he, uh, he fitted out a bike for the boy, and, and uh, his son would ride on the, on the front of the bike. And uh, he, would, he did the, the riding park, and he had a uh, part, he had a special um, wheelchair made racing that the son could, could ride with him, and he ran, he ran with the wheelchair. And then even in the swimming part, he hooked, um, he put his son into one of those little blow-up dinghies, and he had a, had a harness, and he actually swam, uh, dragging his son behind him. And of course, it was just the most heartwarming story that you could, has anybody ever seen that video? Yeah, it's the most heartwarming story that you could ever imagine that this father would have such love for his son. And if there's anyone here today and you've never experienced the father's love, if you've never come to that place where you've yielded yourself to him, he loves you so much. He loves us so much. He gave his own son so that we could have relationship with him. And this, was, this story was a beautiful story of a father's love for this handicapped son. So we're watching this video together and I look over at Daniel and he's crying, weeping. And I said, Daniel, what, what's wrong? And of course, I understood what was wrong and he just it was such a heart-moving story and, it, and there was a learning moment. I said, you see, Daniel, sometimes we take things for granted. Like you can go out and you can play football, or soccer, and, and you can, you know, we can see and we can, we can do all kinds of things that ya, that young boy can't do. You see how we should be so grateful for just some of the simplest things. Just some of the, just the ability to, to, to drive to church today or to be able to see or even hear my voice today. To enjoy all the things that we enjoy in life. Our homes, our families, our families, Our children even our jobs and, and our, every provision that God's made, our healing, healing. How many people here have experienced God's healing? That's a beautiful gift. That's a beautiful gift. It's just we have so many things. I said, Dan, you see, it's so important that we be, that we be so thankful for the things that we have. And again, it's a learning moment for us. Every good Gift. Every good gift comes from our heavenly Father, the Father of Lights. A few years ago, I was a couple of years ago, actually, I was out in Novokuznetsk, and I was I was preaching that Sunday four times on a weekend, which is always fun. And I wasn't sure which way to go. I had a message that was kind of a thankful kind of message, and message on joy, and and another message was going to go a different direction. I'm just saying, Lord, I just need a little direction here. And I was, I was. Um, we're getting a ride home from a, uh, uh, one of the pastors there. His name is Sergei, Pastor Sergei Kastushkin. Really delightful guy, full of life, full of energy. And his story was it's just amazing. Ilya and Janet found him. He was a hopeless drug addict hook, hooked on um, heroin. They found him one day in their, in their stairwell, in one of those big, big uh, Russian apartment buildings. And they uh, got him into their Teen Challenge program. His life was completely transformed, gave his life to Christ. And, and, and God came and, and just totally, totally transformed his life. And uh, he was he he'd come from like the very bottom. He used to sleep. He told me he used to sleep on newspapers in the park. You know, he was sleeping rough. So we're driving along and he's going, again, through an interpreter. He's going, Greg, would you look at this? God's given me, God's given me a car. He's given me a ministry. I have a wife, I have a I have a children. God's been so good. I used to sleep on newspapers. <laughs> he was so grateful. I thought, well, that's the way we're going that Sunday. So we went with the message on thanks, but yeah, we should all have that kind of gratitude for what Jesus has done. Every good Gift. Every good gift comes from above. Turn to your neighbor and tell them. Preach that to them. Every good gift comes from above. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the scripture also says that every perfect gift comes from above. Every teleon or teleos gift comes from above. And again, as I've already said, that to me, that kind of speaks of more of the spiritual or the heavenly realm. And so, Scripture has a lot to say about that as well. Just go to the next slide. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. That's what he's done for us. He's given us new birth. We are brand new, brand new, new creations into a living hope. It's a hope that is alive. We live in a world that doesn't have a lot of hope, and we've been given new birth into a living hope and into an inheritance that nobody can take from us. It's kept in heaven where where, uh, thieves cannot break in and steal, and moth and rust cannot destroy, where it cannot perish, spoil, or fade. Awesome! Awesome! A new birth into a living hope. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. He's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Let's say it together. Every spiritual blessing. How many spiritual blessings? Every. 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 Bill, I looked that up in the Greek, and of course, you guess what? You know what it means. <laughs> it means every. <laughs> every. Every spiritual blessing. And we're going we're gonna to touch on that in just a moment in terms of what does that mean. Every perfect gift. Wow. There's a story, well-known story. We don't have time to read it. Uh, but it's a very well-known story. It's in Luke chapter 17, verse 12. It's the story where Jesus heals the, um, uh, the man with... Uh, oh, <laughs> mental block, mental block. What was, the, what was the disease they had where your face would kind of fall off? Leprosy, leprosy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a leper colony one time in... Uh, I forget, it was in Russia, actually, many years ago. And uh, this is a real aside. Do you remember Steve Alexander? And uh, we, were, we were to go there, and we were to preach to these lepers, and I was so intimidated. And I didn't know, I, I was supposed to bring a word, and I, I went to Steve, I said, Steve, I, I got nothing, I got nothing. He says, it's okay, Greg, he says, I got a word. And he went into that leper colony, he said, you know, he said, I know how you feel. I said, how could you possibly know? He said, you feel rejected, right? Yeah, he said, that's, what, that's how I felt. I was, all my life I felt rejected, but God brought me into a family. I go, yay, Steve. <laughs> 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 <Woo>! <laughs> so, lepers, <laughs> lepers. So, there were these 10 lepers. Jesus came to town, and these 10 lepers are crying out to him, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy. And Jesus said to the 10, Go and show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says that as they went, they were healed. So, they were obedient. As they went, they were healed. And that's why when a prophetic word is given like Pastor Bill gave this morning, it's good to begin to try out. That's a, that's a step of faith. As they went, they were healed. And so one of the guys who was a Samaritan, which is a, a, a non-Jew, as he's going, he gets healed. He goes, wow, wow, I'm healed. So instead of doing what Jesus told him to do. He stops and he turns around and he goes back to thank Jesus. Well, that's interesting. So, and Jesus was, he said, where's the other nine? It's like Jesus was expecting them to come back and to give thanks. Why is it only this Samaritan that has returned? Kind of an odd story because you think, well, they were just being obedient. Did they lose their healing because they didn't come back? No. No, Jesus said, or the Bible says that as they went, they were healed. But there's something that happened to this Samaritan. He got a revelation. He got a revelation. He understood who Jesus was, and he came back to worship him, and, and, and he bowed, bowed down, and, and he honored him, and he understood who Jesus was. I think he got born again that day. See, the others got a good gift, but this Samaritan he got a good gift and he got a perfect gift. He got a revelation of who Jesus was. Every good and perfect gift. This morning, as I was preparing, I, I the Lord reminded me of Acts chapter one. In fact, I spoke on it last time I was here. I was a little bit kind of crazy that day. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Try not to do that today. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> uh, Acts chapter 1 said, Go and wait in Jerusalem for the promised gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Every good and perfect gift comes down from our Father. And boy, one of the greatest gifts that we have is to be filled, to be baptized in His Spirit so that we actually have the power to go out and declare His love to Northeast Calgary and wherever He takes us. That's a beautiful, beautiful gift. Tell your neighbor, every perfect gift comes from our Father above. Well, every spiritual blessing that's what the scripture says, every spiritual blessing. Well, let's, let's uh, think about all of the perfect gifts. We've talked a little bit about the good gifts. What about the perfect gifts? Well, he has uh, saved us. He has cleansed us from sin. The Bible says he has redeemed us. He's called us by name. He's given us new birth into a living hope inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. He sanctified us. He's given us robes of righteousness. He's clothed us in his righteousness. He's written our names in heaven. He's given us the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And we're just getting going. He's made us to be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. He's given us eternal life. He's conquered death on our behalf so we don't have to. We don't have to face death. And and the scripture says, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? It's not because Jesus has conquered death for us. He's given us eternal life. He's set us free from the law of sin and death. He's seated us in heavenly places with Christ Christ. He's given us every spiritual blessing. He's given the Holy Spirit to us as a deposit, as a guarantee. He's chosen us. He's chosen us. He's made us holy and blameless. He's lavished his love on us. He's rescued us from Satan's power, filled us with the knowledge of his will, conquered death, and so much more. Every perfect gift, every perfect gift comes from our Father in heaven. It's a miracle. (laughs) 12.30. <laughs> 1230. Every good and perfect gift. Can we just put that scripture back up there, James? Every good and perfect gift. Maybe could we have the worship or the, the worship team come?